Hey, I'm Podcast Nate, and I'm inviting you to join the podcast revolution. I took my first podcast, The Sobriety Diaries, from launch to the top 3% globally in the first 90 days, and I've created a simple framework to help you achieve the same. Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for an additional stream of revenue or a creator expanding your platform, let's revolutionize your world one episode at a time. Welcome back to the podcast revolution. I am here today with Olivia Atkin. Olivia hosts the podcast Achieving Success with Olivia Atkin. You feature real life stories of personal and professional development. You have a background that is perfect, I think, for the podcasting industry and the niche in which you're in, which we'll get into a bit more. Uh, but you also offer consulting and group one-on-one -on -one coaching. It just sort of all fits together and is very similar to what I offer. So I think today will be very relatable to the audience. So I'm excited to chat. Welcome, Olivia Atkin. How are you today? Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited to have this conversation. I'm doing well. And let's dive into this great conversation that let's we're going to be able to it. have. Yeah. So you uh, definitely sort of express that entrepreneurial spirit. What led you to adding a podcast to your content strategy and sort of as a marketing tactic to to drive revenue to, to your coaching business? What sort of led to that? So I would say what led in my journey and in my journey overall, I mean, I have a business degree or certification in every business area there is. There's at this point, I joke, there isn't an industry I've probably worked in. I've held many lives and careers at the same point. And for me, it really all started with the book I released, which is a textbook that people can buy on their own, but is used in a lot of college settings to in their career development classes on resume building, cover letters, different professional organizations that are out there. And I was approached by a publishing company to write that. And at the time I was working at Lockheed Martin, I was a professor at a university teaching career development and I run a few professional nonprofit organizations. And so for me, they had approached me because of my journey, my age, really diving into all the different moving pieces and the experiences I've had. And I wrote that book and we ended up signing the contract the very last week of March. My rough draft we originally planned for was not going to be done until September 2021. And we ended up releasing the book by July. So it was wow. a very fast process. I'm an amazing experience with Kendall Hunt Publishing. And my project manager, um, Linnell, came to me at the end of that process and just said, you should really do a podcast, your experiences, your background, all this stuff. And I never thought about doing a podcast before. So my initial question for her, well, my initial statement really was like, Linnell, you know how busy I am now? Like <laughs> taking on writing, <laughs> right? I'm like taking on writing a book was yes. a big thing. I never think thought I would do, which was an amazing experience, but now a podcast. Right. And so it, at first I kind of turned it down and fast forward to September and this conversation kept being brought up and I was like, let me dive more into it. And that's when we decided to 
do the podcast. At the time, I was still working full-time for Lockheed Martin. I had been working with students, young professionals, guiding them in different aspects of their career, but I never officially did coaching. It was more of a, oh, you need help? I I have the skill set. Let me guide you. Let me help you. And a lot of people would come to me. And so when I started diving into the show and really what I would want the podcast and individuals to take out, I started thinking about all my own experiences and the different environments I was in. And a lot of things I heard from different individuals about more of the myths of what they thought different industries or what in their eyes successful people looked like or kind of right. more of that straight line. And I was like, I really want to have the authentic conversations about this. And when I started it, it was never to promote anything. It was, let's just build a community. Very quickly, it became the top 10% most listened to podcast in the world. Of course. And <laughs> so very quickly, it became a life of its own and the company was becoming a life of its own. And by April it's been the only thing I've been working on. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit that if it's done properly and if it's done right and you put in the work that sweat equity, there is really a potential for podcasting to become a marketing tool for your guests, but also as you. And there is a big space to bring in revenue because of it. But oh, yeah. If you look at it right from the start as something to just bring in revenue and you don't take the time to really understand it or bring in someone, one thing I do now is helping people build that podcast so it can become a revenue stream. If you don't take the time or bring someone on that really can do that for you, it can end up taking years and end up not becoming a revenue stream. Right, so it's, exactly. it's just as important. Hey, want to start a podcast? Spotify has a platform that allows you to create one so easily you won't believe it. And the best part, it's totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters allows you to record, edit, and distribute your episodes right from your phone or computer. You can also add songs from Spotify's library, edit with cool transitions, and then hear your show on all the big networks, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. You can also earn money through ads and subscriptions. And once again, for those in the back, it's completely free with no catch. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. You said a couple things I, I want to touch on and, and one being if you set your goal as a moneymaker for a podcast, I think you're going to set yourself up for failure. It, it has to have that sort of passion and content behind it as a driver or a showcase of of something else really and it is a medium that is very personal so yeah. you know when you're writing a book it's a very different mindset and you have time to sort of plan things out and organize things in a way that you want your readers to 
drink them in. Podcasting, it sort of comes very organically and the conversations that are had perhaps are things that you wouldn't have thought about when you were writing your book or, you know, your guest may bring something up that fits just so perfectly or organically with the message that you're trying to convey. So it's a, a medium that is just so personal, I think, and, and uh, it does so in a way that uh, for me, uh, you know, I, I started our conversation by saying it's going to be casual. It's it's going to be very conversation like. And I think that's something that I love most about podcasting. Oh, for sure. And I think what podcasting does is it kind of breaks down that wall, right? In television, even reality TV, they say there's that fourth wall and you're not right. supposed to break it. Yeah, I think the opportunity you have with your guests and then also being able to connect and speak with your audience is so amazing. And like you said, for me, my show is very conversational. I do prep for it, but the way I prep is just to get my brain sorted on possible conversations or where, where things can go. And I think that's really important. You need to be in a space where you understand yourself what you want to get out of podcasting, right? So like you said, and we talked about a little bit is if you enter anything and say, this is, it's going to bring me money. That's why I'm doing it. Especially in podcasting, it's going to be seen very quickly. Um, On average, 80% of podcasters don't make it past their 10th episode. That's right. Um, They get burnout or they're like, oh, this will be fun or, or it's going to be for the money. And not putting in the time or really finding where, whether that is a niche or what that might look like for you. If you don't do that, then it is going to burn out and you're going to be part of that 80%. But if you're not part of that, that 80%, there's such a reward to it and a community that you will become a part of. And whether it is as a host or as a guest, right? It's, such an amazing experience to connect with different people, the relationships I've built as a host and through the show, being on shows like yours and connecting with individuals I might have not connected with, being able to sustain those relationships too have been amazing. Yeah, I think there's something to be said also about being a guest on a podcast and really utilizing that interview and that that real estate or that time that you're spending with other individuals that could spark that conversation or or spark something in the listener that perhaps they wouldn't have been driven to uh, your services or your content in another way. So really utilizing that real estate and that interview as a way to showcase yourself, but like not in a salesy way, in, mm-hmm. in a more organic way. Oh, 100% agree. I think I'm not a salesperson. No, right? I, I <laughs> am. Either. Right. I, I, you have to be as a you business owner be, to, right. to some extent, but I will tell you, I very much, you know, some, the hard sale works with some people. The hard sale does not work with others. I am an individual who does not like hard selling, um, whether that's me giving it or me receiving it. Same. Yes. If you, <laughs> Good point. If you, you have to know your audience, you have to know and be able to read. I think emotional intelligence is so important. And I give the example of like any environment. I've been in rooms where all right out the gate, I start getting a hard sale and within 30 seconds, I'm turned off and I'm like, there's nowhere forward for us. Whether that, yeah, I'm out. (laughs) 
and I've been in rooms where I've started to multitask because I'm like, I'm not going to be rude and totally close the door. Maybe there's something down the road, but you're so hard trying to sell me that for some people that works, but you should understand by reading my language or how I'm perceiving things that that is not going to work with me. So you have to change your approach. And I think sometimes you have to be able to do that with the podcast. You know, I've experienced so many different things with it. And I think one of the great things about being a guest on a show and the importance I feel too as well is that connection you're able to make. And really, I think what helps selling a brand or what you're trying to pr provide in a service or a product is when people can connect to you on a different level than just going, oh, it's Coca-Cola. Like Coca-Cola has such an amazing brand. And I bring Coca-Cola up because I'm a diehard Coca-Cola fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when you put Coca-Cola, when you say Coca-Cola, you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. You don't have to sell anything. Um, I'm buying it. Um, but the difference that, and the level of even being a guest on a podcast is now you're relating to me. Now you have a connection to me. Now you know who, what, who I am, what I'm about, my personality, and you're more likely going to come to me because you've already seen that than someone you have no idea with. I always also bring it back to the stat that 80% of your business comes from the top 20% of your customers. Yes. So whether that is return customer, they're so happy with your service or product that they end up positive word of mouth, referring to friends. I have people like that. I have a, I have a car guy. I'm like, you yeah, need a car. Right. This is the person you go to. Yeah. You need this. That's the person. And I, I think that's so important too to understand about not just the connectivity. It can be as a guest or as a host, but then flipping that and then also being on other shows as well. Today's episode of The Podcast Revolution is brought to you in part by StreamYard. StreamYard has everything you need to create a branded experience with your content. Logos, brand colors, music, overlays, cool transitions, and more. Say goodbye to willy-nilly Wi-Fi connections. StreamYard uses live local recordings, so no matter what kind of connection you or your guest has, you're getting studio quality audio and video for your podcast recording. Click the link in today's show notes for $10 off any package when you subscribe to StreamYard today. Olivia, what's your production schedule look like? Do you have a set day that you're recording? Do you have a team that helps you with editing? What's sort of the, the production of it all look like? So for me, I very much understand that like myself, a lot of individuals have very busy lives. Um, and I don't ever want to not have a guest on the show because they have a busy life that doesn't fit in. So right. I always ask my guests when I approve them to be on the show, give me five dates and times that work for you. Now I already know it works for them, right? I take it back, I look at my calendar. Okay, well within those, what works best for me or what's my top two? Um, and then from there, I do have a production team that comes in via Zoom. I record all my episodes via Zoom. My production team, they manage that. They manage the editing part. I work very closely with them on all of that. And that's the other thing. I do have a hand in it. But then also 
they take care of it. I don't, I know where my time and money needs to be spent. I know they're great at what they do. They edit it. We posted it. Um, and then we also do promo videos the day it releases and stuff like that. And typically I record about a month to six weeks out, sometimes due to holiday season or like summer, right? When a lot of people yeah. go away. I, and this was my first summer season going through that. I more front loaded in June or May and June so that no matter what was occurring, we had our episodes set and I can strategically place them, but I knew they were recorded so yeah. that we can just release them through September. Uh, one thing I think that's important is being clear about what the expectation is from your guest when the episode airs. How are you going to promote your episode? How are you going to help me drive traffic to this mm -hmm. particular episode of the podcast that's, that we're featuring you on? And uh, another golden nugget that you said is a lot of times we get laser focused on this week's episode and promoting just this episode and then next week it's on to the next and it's kind of just now forgotten and it's in the library but i think revisiting these great episodes that we have in our library and in maybe 60 days 90 days six months refocusing on this episode posting about this great episode that we had six months ago and and driving traffic to your old episodes as well uh, because that drives traffic and it could generate ratings and reviews. And and I think when you build that community and what I've definitely seen is the way I do it too. And I always send iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Yes. Those are the three I send. They're in a lot of emails because those are the heavy hitters and they I can really get those stats. And those I know are platforms everyone has, right? You might not exactly. have iTunes, but you'll have You'll have Spotify. If you yeah. don't have Spotify, you'll have iTunes. Um, and then YouTube, everyone could go to. But I think the thing that's also important and is I send the general link to my show. So mm. when I'm gauging with the guest or I've had a guest on, and Nate will use you as an example, Tuesday your episode drops. I always that day send out an email thanking them, being like, your episode is now live. We've tagged you in that blah, blah, blah. Like it's a whole yes, thing. Yes. And I and I work with my clients. I'm making sure they have those types of emails ready to go. But what I send them is not the direct link for their episode. Obviously, if their episode just dropped that day, they're at the very top. Yes. Of whatever platform it is. But I send the link, my to my overall podcast you're at the top anyway you'll be right there if you pass it along now that link is for every episode when i post on social media i do the overarching link and what that ends up doing is whether you find in this case we'll and nate will use you your episode dropped you passed it along or you do a post you're most likely going to just copy the links i sent you and post them right. now one one of your listeners or a friend you're like I was on this show. Here's the link. Give it a listen. They now have that. They have the whole link. So they go to that whole link. They listen to your episode. They're like, this is great. Now they're not sitting there and going, oh, this was a great episode, but I can't see anything out on to the next. Or now I have to sit there and spend my time figuring out like either <laughs> right. search 
searching it, whatever it may be, they're brought right in and they can see the names, they can see the descriptions, something else might gauge them. And that's, I think, part of the thing that for me has kept engagement with my more archived shows. Accessibility is so important. I love that you brought that up. And and also the title and description. Once we bring them there, we need to hook and catch them and, and, and pique their interest, right? So as they are scrolling, you know, we can stop them dead in their tracks with creativity as, as far as the titles and descriptions as well. Yes, I 100% agree. And it's so important to put the time into that. And that was something I noticed too, when I started pot my podcast, I was just doing like, obviously in my head, I was like, well, the show's achieving success with Olivia Acton at the top of everyone's screen. They're going to see that. So I just yeah. did like episode one. Episode per- one. I made the same mistake. Like yes. I did EP one, <laughs> yes. Chris Wachowski. And he was my favorite. <laughs> and like, we kept that for like five weeks. Yeah. And I had this insightful conversation with actually one of my guests who is, I do know is a friend, Glenn Page, who was on the show, was a pioneer in the marketing industry for many years. And we recorded, released his episode and his episode did very well. Um, And we're having a conversation one day and he goes, what made you go just EP one, Chris (laughs) Wachowski, EP two, Glenn Page? And I'm like, well, reading, you're going in your mind, achieving success with Olivia Atkin, episode one. And like, if I don't know who Chris Wachowski is, what makes me want to listen to that episode? And and then I like took it. Sometimes you have to listen to people's thoughts and you can't just be like, well, my way is the right way. And after about episode seven, around that time we had released like seven or eight episodes. I was like, he has a point, you know, we have these great descriptions that I personally do. Not everyone's going to read the description in my head. I'm like, well, you're going to see it. And then you're also going to see the description and they'll read the description. And then I kept thinking about, I'm like, how many people, especially in the day and age of social media to start scrolling and keep scrolling. So I have to realize that. And then I was like, let's see what the, if it increases or decreases traffic, if we go back and just rename and I sit down and come up with great names for each of the titles. And it did help because people, like you said, it hooks them in it makes them understand kind of an idea or feel about the episodes. And it does help in just being able to scroll quickly and seeing what something might be about. Achieving Success with Olivia Atkin, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Olivia, tell our listeners where they can find you online and if they're motivated to reach out and and potentially work together, where can they reach you? So like you said, and thank you for saying that, my podcast again is everywhere. But if you want to reach me, I am, we have Achieving Success handles on all platforms uh, LinkedIn, it, you can message me directly. I answer no matter the platform. I personally answer all messages and emails myself. Nice. Um, so, so you can message me, whether it is on LinkedIn at Achieving Success LLC or my personal LinkedIn. I get a lot of messages there at Olivia Akin as well. Or you can go to our website, AchievingSuccess.com or 
email me again. I do personally look at all of them and take the time to read them at olivia.akin at achieving-success.com. Perfect. Achieving-success.com. Olivia Atkin, thank you so much for your time. What an insightful conversation. I really enjoyed it. We'll be in touch. I look forward to it. Sounds good. Have a great day. Thanks, Olivia. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, friends, for downloading today's episode. Stay tuned every Tuesday for new episodes highlighting the hottest equipment, production and editing tips, launching your show, pitching to sponsors, so much more. Everything you need that's involved in launching and monetizing a successful podcast. Subscribe to the Podcast Revolution now so you never miss an upload. Again, every Tuesday, hit that follow button on Instagram at PodcastNate to submit your own questions on podcasting and to catch the latest updates on the show. Remember, friends, it's never too late to find your voice and use it. And let's revolutionize your world one episode at a time. Bye for now, friends.